What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had another Glover winning situation of a week. Um, I, I what'd you what'd you think? I mean, it, it's great if you're a Lucas Glover fan. Um, ideally, with all the big names around him, I'm sure you probably wanted Rory or Tommy Fleetwood or somebody else in the top range up there to probably pull that one out, didn't you? Yeah, well, it was weird because I saw a stat today that was Lucas Glover's won as many times in the past two weeks as the top seven or eight players in the world have won all year combined. So it's pretty funny. In the last 22 rounds that uh, Glover's had, he's only had one round above 70. So he's on a tear. You don't really think it. No, granted, before you come to the FedEx Cup playoffs, he was playing like 3M, JDC, Barracuda. He's not playing tremendous courses, but still awesome. Um, can't let any contention duck hook off the tee, and that's just gonna kill you every time. That's just the nature of it. Yeah, uh, you can't let McElroy Fleetwood, kind of the big three that were really chasing him. Um, you had a few other names, I guess, like Taylor Moore. We'll give him his roses. Uh, he was playing well, he had played really great in the beginning of the year, and we were riding him for a lot of top 40 bets and made cuts. Um, but he kind of fell off in that second half and. He came back alive this week and had a nice, what, top five? I think he finished T5. Yeah, here he is. Um, yeah, so he did that... good, especially considering I think he was like the bottom five golfers um, initially in the tournament before him. Well, especially, yeah, and in terms of price point, too, he barely snuck in. So he was a nice cheap rate. Hopefully get to him or Glover or a couple of the other guys that were in that in that range as well. If you got uh, to Glover and you rode back-to-back weeks good for you i'm jealous uh all right let, let's talk about this were there any big disappointments that stuck out to you this week well well outside of um everybody that obviously didn't win us money i think there was definitely a lot of interesting guys that maybe should have had better success terrell hatton is one that comes to mind yep. outside of i think sunday all of his rounds were right around over par it was really, really interesting to see that. Um, who am I trying to think of? You know, Scotty Scheffler, two weeks in a row where he's been outside that top Magic 12 number that we've seen. Yep. Um, Ricky Fowler was a weird one to see. Wyndham Clark started off. Tony Finau, a couple of big names. Um, luckily, I'm pretty sure all those guys will still be continuing into this week, but it was still interesting to see a couple of those big tick names. Yeah, I mean, you said most of the names in terms of guys that stuck out. Uh, Ricky Fowler's a popular one in my eyes. Fina was another one. Wyndham Clark was another one. Um, just guys that, like like Ricky specifically, you kind of anticipated to, to do a little bit better. Um, so, I don't know. I was a little disappointed to see that. But, again, you had a lot of a lot of guys that were lower prices that were really able to sneak through and get some numbers together. Um, how'd your DraftKings and FanDuel do? Did you win any money? Oh, let's not talk about that. Let's again, not... I'm not a DFS guy. Yeah. I lose that. That's your wheelhouse. I try to. Well, here's the th- here's the problem that I've realized. Yeah. Most of the time when I do the safe, I'm gonna try and take six guys that I know are gonna, you know, obviously excluding this tournament, make the cut and play safe. Yeah. Two guys are top ten. Two guys are right around the cut line or miss cut. It's just T40s. Great. What I think the magic is, and I need to stick to starting next year is to find those two guys at the bottom range that I know and no one else in the golf world does and get you a guy like Thomas Dietrich, who I think you were pronouncing Detrie up until week seven of the pod. <laughs> and I'm like, Dietrich, Dietrich. And we've made 12,000 times our money betting on him. Yeah. So I need 
that's my thing. I need to stick to my shtick, my degenerate. I'm watching college golf, DP World Tour, Asian Tour, Hooters Tour, if it was still around. I'm watching it. So that's my thing. But DFS, you know, not a great week. Well, I think that's kind of a good rule of thumb that, that people should stand by. I, I, When you're generally starting lineups, I would not start at the top of the DFS world. The, no. those, those guys are easy. I can come up with about 10 to 15 guys in just about every tournament where I'm like, oh, cool. Like If I land on him at the end of it all, that's great. Um, a lot of my lineups, I mean, again, you, you'll notice I had a lot of the year of like Zach Johnson. He would always be like, oh, there's Zach Johnson in the field. All right, let me throw him in at the bottom. You know, oh, there's there's Dietrich. Oh, there's Smotherman. Oh, there's, you know, Badley. That's another one of your guys. You know, when you when you get into a range and you start to hit a lot of these lower tier guys that keep making lots of cuts, it really opens things up for you in the top end. Because, you know, choosing between Tom Kim and Tony Finau is a lot easier than choosing between, I don't know, Zach Johnson and Hendrick Stenson. Well, Hendrick Stenson's on live, so that's well, an easier one. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, though. T- t- uh, Smotherman and Badley and, and guys Aaron in that Badley. range. Well, yes, again, that's a bad example, but I'm trying to think of guys in the in the bottom range. Uh, so I think that's the important part. This week, I my guy was Andrew Putnam. Um, he finished T24. So he kind of carried me, and I got I got wins in both DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, I had tons of guys finish T13. Um, you know, Hovland, Morikawa, and then, oh, no, Kim finished T24 because he shot plus three on Sunday. Brutal. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood was T3, and I had him in both lineups. That was kind of clutch. Uh, but, yeah, my worst guy was Fowler, who's T58. Outside of that, I basically had everybody in T35 or better. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm going to take a look. I think I must have written off because I do have Cantlay in both of my lineups. So I think I have to relook at um because I know after taking a look at um Cole, Bradley, and Hatton, I was out of the money going into Sunday, but I have to yeah. take a look now. Yeah, I mean it could be something interesting. Again, you it, because it's no cut, you could look like you're out of the money for three three rounds and then three hours and fifty-five minutes. And next thing you know, all of a sudden it's gonna somebody's gonna pull something out and you might end up right back in contention. So yeah, and but, I did not. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. All right. Sometimes that is the case. All right. You had a lot of bets this past week. Uh, how, how are they looking? How'd you do? Yeah. Um, spoiler alert for everybody. This is the last or this past week was the last week that I did eight bets comfortably. Um, unless I'm betting a quarter of the field is just ridiculous, but it's weird. A lot of the bets that shouldn't have hit hit a lot of the bets that probably should have hit did not. Um, for example, Xander Shoffley top 20 missed. Terrell Hatton, top 20, missed. Ricky Fowler, top 20, missed. Jordan Spieth, I'm actually okay with this one. Him lose, he was a 21st or better. I had him at 21st or worse. Um, That was a loss. And then I did have Matt Fitzpatrick, 22nd or worst. Just like 58th, and I swapped it on the pod to Scotty, Rahm, and Xander. Knucklehead mistake. But we had J-Day to finish 22nd or worse, no disrespect. Rory to finish top 10. And Steven Yeager, top 30, um, down 0.34 on the week. Still up 70.16 units overall. This past month, I'm just hovering right around that 70-unit range, honestly. This tisk, you're, you're, stuck in, you're stuck in 70 units up. I know. I can't pay for a second mortgage off my profits anymore. I know. It's unfortunate. It's all right. We'll, uh, we'll send you back to, what was it, Q School, right? Isn't that what they were doing? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we run a golf podcast. Is it Q School, is that still a thing? 
<laughs> I'll just double check. Uh, all right, my bets. I uh, I stuck with the three bets. I went two for three. Um, I had Andrew Putnam top 40 at minus 140. That was my safety valve. Uh, I had Ricky Fowler top 20 at plus 120. That was a loss. And then I had Tommy Fleetwood top 20 uh, plus 100. That was a nice winner. So I'm up 0.71 units. So I'm now up 4.75 units overall. Um, I will just break it to you now. Uh, I'm betting two guys this week. So I have two bets total. I'm betting one guy next week because there's only 30 people in the field. So I will end the season in the positive, no matter the instance. So it's a I'd good like day. to think I will too, but you never know. I might uh, just bet yeah, a guy. Yeah, bet yeah, every yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You asshole. Whatever. We get it. You're way hey, up. Combined 75 plus units on the pod to end the season. It's pretty Ooh, good. That's true. That's true. That's a, that's a good number to get to. Um, all right, we going to to winners picks or are we going to wild cards? It was a very confusing week, yeah. all around for everything. Um, my winners pick will just go top to bottom. I did have John Rum. I saved him. I don't know what happened. He finished thirty seventh. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Corey Connors T five talked about it. Pure ball striker. I think he thrived in those conditions. Um, I think I saw five shots of his on Sunday. I mean. I think the PGA tour is just doing marquee groups on Sundays at this point. It's just kind of sad. Yeah. It, it does kind of feel that way. Um, oh, my winner's picks kind of sucked. Um, I had Tony Fina who finished 64th and I had Benny on who finished T37. Um, I'm quickly realizing, I think I just always have to pick Tony Finau at rocket mortgage or three M or one of those, you know, give pick them one of the, one of those two weeks to, to as my winner's pick be comfortable with the fact that for whatever reason he just crushes it at those two courses and and not really overthink about it and try and save him for anything else those have just got to be his two weeks for me so i'll remember that for next year um it doesn't matter i he'll probably be the most expensive guy in the field won't change anything uh benny on he, he was like first page of the leaderboard i want to say what saturday morning so he just kind of fluttered on the weekends but again he's not a, he was not a high-tiered guy so i'm okay with the t37 yeah, and then wild card picks. I did have a Tony Finau top 10 uh, play as well. I think that was just a struggle all around from yeah. first tee shot to last putt. Um, and then I had Rom Cantlay, and Xander top 20 plus 280. I don't know what happened. I mean, Rom and Xander should have been you know, more of a top 10 bet. Cantlay, obviously, tour championship is going to do his thing. A little shocked that one didn't hit. I almost put that in as real bet. I actually um, really so, liked it too. I remember yeah. I was so I was so like, damn, that's kind of a nice wild card pick. I'm jealous. It was uh, disappointing. Turns out it would ended up lucky enough that I missed that. Uh, for my wild card picks, I had two top tens, and I mean they really didn't play that bad. Like they were they were in it most of the week. Tom Kim plus three thirty, Siwoo Kim, so it's the Kim brothers, uh, plus five hundred. Uh, for they the finished, record, they're not brothers. Just for I, the record, yeah, <laughs> I know they're not related, but their last name or their last names are both Kim, so it worked out. Uh, Tom Kim was T twenty four, Siwoo Kim was T sixteen. So again, they missed it by a combined twenty uh, places between the two of them. It it again not bad. Tom Kim was in it until Sunday. He played bad Sunday. Siwoo was all over it, and then just fluttered down the stretch. You so. probably could have got away with a Siwoo Kim top 20 wild card instead of the top 10. I 100% could have. I think I looked at it too, and I was like, eh, let me be a little more aggressive and just take a wild number. Yeah. 
Turns out I uh, should have stuck with a 20. I think it probably would have been, what, plus 300? Maybe, just because the field size is probably like a 240. 250-ish, yeah, 240-ish. Okay, well, still. Uh, still works as a wild card, so it's all right. Whatever. Um, on the BMW, right? Yeah, listen, this is going to be a sad one. Um, growing up near Chicago, number one, it would have been nice to see Nick Hardy uh, make it on the bubble there. Yeah. Number two, obviously that um, at least I won't be able to attend. Uh, hopefully, you can sneak over there. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a tight one for me, but I'm gonna try and make my way over to the. Uh, I'm gonna try and make my way over there to Olympia Fields. That'll be the that'll be the goal because it's the one time of the year they actually like, come over to Chicagoland area. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe Patrick can't like and win it for the fifteenth time in a row. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Well, man, Bryce has won it a couple times, but he's yeah. obviously not playing. Yeah, I mean, save it, save for him next year. Uh, so we are going to BMW Championship at Olympia Fields. This is a par 70 totaling 7,300 yards. Uh, last year's winner was Patrick Cantlay. I, I don't have a lot of information on it. At this point, guys, there's 50 people left in, the, in, in like there's 50 golfers left in the field. Everybody's really freaking good. Um, so at a certain point, you kind of just have to use your best judgment. There's some just some things to note about Olympia Fields. Um, it's known for having a streaky putter often win the tournament and driving accuracy is not very like beneficial here. The, the, the accuracy is well below average compared to the rest of the spots on the PGA tour. So you can miss like the hit it into the rough and not really have a problem in this course. Um, it's going to be quite common. A lot of guys are going to do it. So you need guys with good long irons basically. So Tom Kim, Emiliano Grio, Colin Morikawa, just to name a few of those guys. But again, I just I named three guys in three very different sections of pricing that are all very good with irons. And those are just some key things to look into for this week. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add. Um, you know, I think a lot of podcasts are gonna try to spiel the same BS and the same not BS, but it's a lot of the same information they've been yeah. talking about, like us. How how can we tell you about Rory? Can we tell you about Scotty? What can we tell you that you don't already know? Yep. We will revisit all that same information when we get to next year's events. Um, but just jumping into DraftKings, um, 10K range through Spieth, Xander, Hovland, Cantlay, Rom, Scheffler, and McElroy. I mean, I can tell you three guys I like and one guy I don't. I won't necessarily get into the, the gimmick of everything. Um, I think Cantlay, Hovland, and Xander are three guys that you can arguably get to, yep. um, you know, 1600 to $2,000 cheaper than Rory McIlroy. I get it. Rory's on a heater. He's on a heater. I totally understand it. Those three guys, I think, are the safest plays in this category, being $2,000 cheaper, 1500 depending if you go to Scheffler. You're going to save big bucks. And when we get down into a 50-person field, you know, it becomes Vincent Norman or an Andrew Putnam, so yeah. now you might get a Keegan Bradley or, you know, a Brandon Todd or Brian Harmon, for example, where yep. these price matters really start to play. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'll just tell you, I basically like everybody in this 10 K and up range, except for about two guys. Um, Is it one Rom? No, no, I'm okay with Ron this week. Uh, Scotty, just because of recent performance and the fact that the putter has been so poor. And then it just seems like this is going to be a Jordan Spieth regression week he played really well last week i think a lot of people are going to get on to speed and so i think he's going to have a little bit of a back to reality oh there goes gravity moments 
Hmm. Um, yeah, just that's more hunch related than anything else. Just because that's how that's how Spieth has always played on tour. It depends, I think, for me, Spieth, and obviously we won't know this until Thursday when they tee off. Does it play more like it did a couple years ago when it was a U.S. Open where your winning score is four under? Yeah. Or is it, you know, last year or a couple years ago when Bryson shot like 27 under or Cantlay shot 27 under? I think if it's closer to that single digit under par range, I think Spieth will have a bigger advantage. But I yeah. think if it gets to that 15 to 20 under spot, um, I don't think it will. But that's where I think Cantlay or another couple of bunch of these guys have a bigger threat. Yeah, I'll just say this and then we can move on to the 9K range. Jack kind of commented on it there um so last year's winner being patrick cantley that was not at olympia fields um the last person to win at this course specifically was actually john rom in a playoff in 2020 at four under um what was really interesting about this course was they played it like it was a u.s open that year olympia fields made the course extremely difficult on all of the golfers and there were guys that were throwing some major complaints out there that week on how the course was quote unquote too hard uh, which I kind of loved personally. I love it. I want to see these guys quote unquote suck. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Down to the nine K range. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get it. It's quick. You know, this is a spot where we can really get into um, it's Colin Morikawa all the way down to Terrell Hatton. There's only two guys in this field or in this range specifically that I say, do not touch with a 10 foot bowl. Um, I think I have, yeah, probably three, but yeah, similar boat. Yeah, number one for me is Sung J.M. Yep. Um, I get it. He's had two really good – three of his last four performances have been inside top 20, one inside the top 10, two inside the top 15. I get it. I don't know. I mean, you can't be a guy that just pops off 26, 14, 102, 93, 108. I just think there's a lot of volatility there. And in a field where it's 50 people, everybody's making the cut. You know, you go 100 – uh, dollars down you get ricky fowler who uh is 20 for 22 on cuts i know it's not a big deal here but basically was inside the top 42 players um up until the pga championship yep. and then number two i get it it's a hot take it's lucas glover i get it yeah i'm in the same boat i again yeah. I, lightning struck twice let's see what happens the third time around i mean i'll take my chances if he wins a third time, I'll get a tattoo of Lucas. Glo- like, you know, it's like, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like what you said about Spieth last week. You bet I'll against lose that him. one all day. Yeah. You bet against him. But if he ends up winning, then it is what it is. I feel that same way about Glover. Like, hey, I'm not getting to him. If he wins again, good stuff. I mean, I, here's your, yeah. here's your roses. I'll take the loss. That's this fine. is the week that no one wants to see Lucas Glover win because they're Lucas Glover fans. They want to see Lucas Glover win because they want to see a three-peat back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only the only other guy I would mention, and again, this is more so just like struggles in big moments, especially in majors, is kind of Homa. Um, I think Homa's kind of a 50-50 guy for me. Obviously, there's that there's the whole narrative at this point that's pretty well known that he hasn't played good in majors. Now, again, this is not a major, but it is for basically the FedEx Cup, which you could argue is – like a fifth or a sixth major, depending on what you want to call the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup and everything else. Um, so I think Homa is potentially that third guy who I who I had in my mind. But Morikawa, Irons are great. Fleetwood's on a heater. Matsuyama looks healthy. Fowler's Ricky Fowler. He could he could be a fourth guy if you want to if you want to fade it because of the recent he didn't play well last week. That's fine. Uh, but then Hatton as well, I think, is just an overall great player, and his putter could be really good in a, an event like this. 
Yeah, I like the fact that they're dropping Hatton's price down. Um, I love it because I'm a Hatton guy all around. He's got one of the most dangerous putters out there. If they play it like the U.S. Open, though, will the temper. head case come into play? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Think will, of the same will, thing. Will the tempers come out for Hatton if it's a, if it's a struggle? So again, this is kind of a you're seeing more and more of this range just kind of getting torn apart by us. But that top of the range there, Morikawa and Fleetwood. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Fleetwood has a really good chance um, if it goes to a higher scoring event. Yep. Um, like I said about a couple other guys, but outside, I mean, like you said earlier, Morikawa's got the irons. Um, Hatton's got everything in his bag. It's just about keeping that all together in one plane. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's just get down to the AK range. I mean, we're cruising along here at this point. We've got, let's see, Corey Connors down to Matt Fitzpatrick is at 8,000. Jesus. The mighty and I will not be touching him. I um, won't either. Yeah, I think Corey Connors, like I talked about last week, pure ball striker. He's not going to get too far off the fairway. He's not going to get too far off the green. Everything's pretty solid. Either way, I think if it goes to 20 under, which again, I don't think it won't, or if it goes to four under again, I think he's going to be up there in the mix and probably a top 20 range. Um, I love that for this price. Wyndham Clark has such a weird, weird career path this year. Um, I think you can get back to him comfortably. Everybody else, um, maybe Brian Harmon is one other guy that's, if you take a look at his last week, has been really, really good. Everybody else is just a... You're either going to find the needle or you're going to find the haystick. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a similar boat. Corey Connors, and then I actually think Tom Kim could be interesting this week just because of the irons. Um, the biggest challenge for him is going to be that off the tee distance. Not that it's vital at a course like this, but it's always beneficial when it's a 7,300 yard course, you know, when you can hit the ball an extra 50 yards or 25 yards even. Um, so that could potentially be a reason if you wanted to avoid Tom Kim, but I think him and Corey Connors are really the two guys in this range. I mean, you got a lot of landmines here. You got Cam Young, Sam Burns, Tony Finau, Henley. If you want another guy with great iron play, totally understand you could get to that. But again, there's some inherent risk with Russell Henley that's just kind of built into him. Uh, but yeah, I think those are kind of the main guys that I would go to in this range. Yeah, I think this is a lot of landmines. I don't want to get to. Like we talked about, Jason Day, 52 in his last performance. He's had basically in the last, since he's won, he's had one event where he's finished inside the top 50. Yeah. He's not the same golfer. It's unfortunate. Cam Young, one of those guys with a really, really good iron play, um, pure ball striker at this price point. So I think you can get to him. Sam Burns is about as volatile as it gets. Tony Fino, he's made a lot of cuts, but has not been under top 20. And I mean, you take a look at his most recent scores. Three on open seventh. Outside of that, he's only been in the top 22 or three other times this year. He's not really been playing well. Henley obviously made a lot of cuts this year. Um, Those last two events are six and two. But you take a look before that, 108. So it's a little scary. You can get to him. Fitzy, I don't get that one. Um, yeah. I'd like to bet against him, but his player odds were not released at the time of my bet. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really it on the AK range. There's a couple guys we like, but for the most part, we're steering clear of it. Um, all right, down to the 7Ks. Let's go. We got Justin Rose, 7,900, all the way down to Sahith Tagala at 7,000. Once again, Sahith. Um, nope, Sahith. Sahith. Jeez. Um, this is probably, honestly... If you can structure your lineup to avoid this category in its entirely, I think you can get away with it. Um, Rose, 
basically on Saturday saved his spot. Cam Davis um, has been playing really, really well. So he's three back-to-back-to-back top tens. But at the same time, he also has a tendency to go 106, 144 in the U.S. Open. Um, He's had some hiccups here and there. Poston's one of those guys with a really, really good trend right now. He's only had one finish since the Travelers outside the top 40. You could get to him. Um, I personally think Eric Keegan, Keegan Bradley's in a really good spot this week. Take a look at his trajectory. It doesn't look great. Um, but I think a guy that if you watched him statistically, he plays really well in Boston. He plays really well in these really inner city courses. Um, I think this actually plays really well to his strength. And I think as long as he can get on the green, he's going to be in good contention this week. I do think it's interesting you want to avoid this range because I kind of like landing in this range of my last couple of guys. I think that middle grouping of Siwoo, Benny An, and Emiliano Grio is a very interesting way to end your lineups. And I think obviously Siwoo and Grio are because of the irons. Again, I just want good iron players at this point. Um, you could argue that they're not great with the putters, but Again, you can have a streaky putter and still win an event like this. You just ask Bryson. Uh, and then Benny on is a great putter, but I think he's just been on been on an even bigger heater than anybody else. Uh, he really kind of has played himself into these tournaments the last, what, seven weeks? So I don't mind going back to that. Uh, the guys above him, I, Justin Rose, I, who knows what Justin Rose we're getting at this point. I don't hate if you want to go to Poston, but he's kind of made his bread on these lower tier fields, it feels like at times. You know, every once in a while in a bigger field, he'll come out and play well. But John Deere, Rocket Mortgage, one of those, he'll end up playing well in. But then in the open, he'll he'll fall to the wayside, something like that. Yeah. Um, Bottom of the range. Yeah, I don't hate going with, going with a Keegan on this route. Um, I'm not as strong about it as you are. I think that that, that on any given week you get reverse Keegan and he can finish next to last. So I don't have still really, make the cut, still make the cut, but in 47th or 48th out of 50 is just not something you really need to yeah. hang your hat on. So really, it's those three guys in the middle for me uh, that are that are truly the bread and butter in this range. I hear that. All right, 6K range. Yikes. Scary range. We have yeah. Adam Hadwin um, down to Chris Kirk. Traditionally, just throw in the five five guys. Go for it. Up? Just throw in the five five guys or the guys in the five k range as well. Oh yeah, I guess we can do that. I was going to say um, Eric Cole, Adam Svensson have been doing really well. Brandon yep. Todd, sneaky couple finishes where he's been playing really well. He has a couple hiccups there. If you want to include the five k well five k guys as well, I promise I'm not even drinking yet. Um, I think this is a terrifying range. Kurt Kitayama at some points in the year is the Colin Morikawa iron player. And yep. at some points of the year is basically swinging a baseball bat. Very, very confusing. Lee Hodges, a couple of good finishes, but also has a couple hundredth place finishes. So terrifying. But Eric Cole, Adam Svensson, and Lee Hodges are probably the three guys that say, if you want to take a flyer, honestly, go for it. Maybe Putnam. Yeah, I, I I mean, you just listed my three guys, Eric Cole, Adam Smithson, Andrew Putnam. That's that's it for me. Those yeah. are the three guys in this range. Everybody else is just a just a no go. Um, I see a lot of people talk about Harris English. I, I will I will give you the blessing to go wild for that. And all I I don't want to hear any complaints is basically the issue. If when it when Harris English ends up tanking your team, it's not on me. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But no, I like those three. 
uh all right i mean that's that's basically it again it, it might have seemed quick but Let's uh let's get into the DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. All right, I'll jump right into my DraftKings lineup. Um, number one, I went to the FedEx Cup playoff. You can almost call him the GOAT, um, depending on if he keeps going on this trajectory. It's Patrick Cantlay, 10,500. Terrell Hatton, 9K. Corey Connors, 8,900. Brian Harmon, 8,100. Keegan Bradley, 7,100. And then Eric Cole, 6,300. There you go. Yeah, uh, we got a couple of overlying guys. A couple of guys. Are the Hard same. not to. Yeah, as I say, fifty guys is going to happen, um, and that's really the big thing. Is this week, if you if you want to be different, you've got to truly be different. You're going to have a lot of the same lineups otherwise. Uh, I'm starting Xander Shoffley, ten thousand one hundred. Second, give me Tommy Fleetwood at nine thousand seven hundred. Third, give me Corey Connors at eight thousand nine hundred. Fourth, give me Benny on at seventy five hundred. Fifth, give me Emiliano Grillo at seventy four hundred. And sixth, give me Eric Cole at sixty three hundred. Yeah, so you really weren't kidding about that seven K range. Yeah, I, I I'd like two of them. That was that was kind of the goal in, in, in uh, each lineup. Yeah, and then my fan duel lineup, um, probably some similar guys you're gonna hear. Patrick Cantlay, twelve K. I did I did spend. Uh, mm-hmm. Victor Hovland, eleven thousand six hundred. Xander Shoffley, eleven thousand three hundred. Eric Keegan, nine K. If you don't know that reference, go on Twitter. Brandon Todd, eighty five hundred, and Adam Svensson, seventy six hundred. Do you know that reference, Eric Keegan? Uh, I feel like I should. I don't know. It's Story been... short, um, wasn't Eric, he like wearing know, Jordans? Yeah, exactly. And he was trying to chirp at Michael Jordan because they play golf together. Yeah. And Michael Jordan went on the Charlotte Hornets at the time's Twitter account and said, "You don't see me wearing any Eric Keegans when I go play golf." So, yeah, that's not, that sounds about right. That yeah. makes sense. Long story short, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, for FanDuel, I, I did a little bit of the same route. Um, starting John Rahm at 11,900. Second, give me Tommy Fleetwood at 11,000. Third, give me Hideki Matsuyama, 10,300. Fourth, give me Corey Connors at 9,600. Fifth, give me Benny Ahn at 9,200. And sixth, give me Andrew Putnam at 7,800. Last thing I'll say, if if there's any week to avoid playing DFS lineups as somebody that is up this year on DFS, I would avoid it these next two weeks. These are going to be probably be the hardest two weeks to win in DFS just because of the fact that there is a limited field. So if there's any week where you're like, ah, you know what? I might want to save up like outside of or, right. Or go like on that. your dollar entries, go on your dollar double ups, just, you know, hang, yes. hang on the lower side. No disrespect yeah. if you're playing those dime entries or whatnot, but this is the week to do it. If you're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. On to the bets. Let's do it. Like I said, actually, you know what? You had some profit last week. Why don't you go ahead first? Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I kind of gave the teaser away earlier. I'm sticking to two bets this week. Um, I have Tommy Fleetwood top 10 at plus 180. And I have John Rom top 10 at plus 100. And that's it. I'm just sticking with the two. And if either of them hit, I'm at least broke. I've at least broken even on the week. Yeah. I went with four. Tried to make eight. Mm. It was not fun. Um, yeah. So I stuck with four that I'm confident about. Patrick Cantley, top 10, minus 105, which is kind of weird here. Xander Shoffley being um, 15th or better, so T15 is minus 120. Victor Hovland, 15th or better, is minus 120 as well. Um, and then Corey Connors, top 20, is plus 110. I'm taking the ball striker approach. Um, I would have liked to seen... Matt Fitzpatrick's odds of what I could bet against him, or maybe yeah. even a Jason Day. 
Um, I could go back and take a look while you talk about yours. Yeah, um, I was actually kind of jealous of the Corey Connors pick. I If I would have had a third bet, it probably would have been Connors. Um, but I ended up avoiding it just because, I, A, I wanted to stick to two bets this week. And also, I Jack was actually really quick on the the Corey Connors bet. So I just have avoided it altogether. Why are right. your eyes so open? What do we got here? So tell me what you think Jason Day's placement or better or placement or worse is. Uh, let's see. There's 50 guys, 18th. I was going to say it's right now it's at 20 and a half. Oh, so him and Matt Fitzpatrick are both sitting at 20 and a half um, for better or worse. What's the overs? <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious so, i could add a third bet what's the over on the, on both of theirs no 20 and a half is the oh like, like the odds yeah what are the odds they finish worse than 20 at 20 and a half it's they're all minus 120 so jason data finished basically 20th or better is minus 120 or 21st or worse is minus 120 all right i'm gonna throw fitzpatrick in there for uh 21st or worse so all right there's my third bet never mind i changed it unbelievable Siwoo uh, is 25. He's currently listed as the lowest guy in the field, 25th or worse. Whoa. I actually like going above on that one. I think he can finish better than 25th easy. All right. Um, all right, we're going to winner's picks or are we going to wild cards? Yeah, let's do wild card because I do have, and if you followed along with us in the past, I have a plus 400. Ooh. And again, we're at like a 50% hit rate on plus 400s for whatever reason. I don't have a sequence. Um, first, though, Cantley top five plus 210. Mm. I think he's going to be in contention again. I think he's got that taste of winning. He's comfortable in all these playoffs for whatever reason, not majors, yeah. but the next couple playoffs um, plus 210. And then Eric Keegan, Keegan Bradley, top 10 plus 400. I know in the past, if you have him in three spots, he's probably going to suck. It's track record that's been in the past, but it's a plus 400. I'm trying to break the streak. There you go. Eric Keegan, top 10. Um, I actually stuck with just one bet, and this was the bet that I pro- probably would have done had I uh, had the opportunity to. Uh, Corey Connors' top 10 is plus 320, and that is my one solo low bet in the in the high positives that I, I would have taken in this my wildcard pick. I think you plan it safe. Just end the year positive. Don't mix up a plus three ten when you're running on high. Oh, I'm, and and I wasn't going to. And Jack's also got him top twenty, and I've already got th- a third bet now that I liked even better than that. So I'm not throwing them in, but that uh, that's one that I don't mind having a little, you know, tenth of a unit on kind of deal. A little juice on. Yeah. All right, winners picks. Yeah, I went with uh, Eric or Eric Keegan. Yeah, I guess my yeah, sleeper Keegan. is Eric Keegan. Scary. Um, then I have Cantlay. So basically, if Cantlay does well, Jack does well. If Cantlay does bad, Jack does bad. Yeah, I wish I could take your Cantlay pick and match him with my second guy. I would kind of love that. Uh, Go for that, it. No, I can't. I already took Cantlay. When did you take him? Way back when. I took him in... That's a mistake. I know. I... I shot myself in the foot with it. I think I took him at like the waste management or something, somewhere along somewhere along those lines. Uh, my winner's picks, I've been saving them all year. I I wish I wouldn't have it this rate. Give me Scotty Scheffler and Emiliano Grillo. So those are the – I've got basically five guys left, and those are two of the five that are available for me. So we're going to make them work. Uh, I If you can't tell, I already can tell you one of my winners next week, and his name starts with an R, and his last name starts with an M, and he's a very good golfer. So 
he's probably going to end up being a winner's pick of mine next week. But what if what if he I won't name um, Pori Packelcroys um, if, yes. if it rhymes with his name. Uh, what yeah. if he finishes like 50th this week and misses the I don't think he will because of how well he's been playing. You know, but... if if he finishes dead last, then I'm going to um, at that point, I feel like I just have to ride the wave and hope yeah. that he hope that he goes and re- he goes back the other way and finishes like second place or first. Yeah. Uh, just because I've, I've basically drawn my line in the sand. I have to pick between these five guys. And I think one or two of them might not end up making it past this. Like Grillo, I don't think he'll make it to next week. One of my winners picks, Emiliano Grillo. <laughs> However, no, like if he wins, he'll make it to next week. And I, I actually do like him in this type of event based on the layout of the course. But like, I think he's also ranked like 46th out of the 50 guys in FedEx points. So unless he wins or finishes like, top what three probably probably same with Hideki yeah same with Hideki like there's a good chance these guys don't make it to next week so in my instance because I'm so limited on the amount of guys to take I like him I like him in this type of event and there's a chance he won't make it to next week that means he's gonna end up in a winner's pick for me I mean it it just kind of maths out so all right that's it we uh I mean we have next week but it's gonna be a I'm I'm just gonna say it'll be the exact uh, same thing as this. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very similar. It's gonna be kind of a, a, a tough week. Um, you know, I would save big money for for NFL season because it's starting to come kick back up. I'm just gonna say it like it is. Um, hopefully, you made tons of money on golf like Jack did on his bets, and now you can you can carry that over into football and just win lots of money in football because these next two weeks are gonna are gonna be rough betting and rough DFS weeks. But that's what we're Listen. here for. We have a break in golf betting. If you, I'll st- I'll post some stuff on Twitter of some um some bets I'm taking a look at for end of baseball, end of football, upcoming yeah. basketball, UFC, German volleyball, UFC. So, so we'll see. Maybe you'll see something on Twitter. Go so go follow along. There we go. All right, that's a good way to end it out. Uh, follow us along on tw- on Twitter at Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. Um, on Instagram at Turn Dogs Pod. Yep, you'll be our third follower because Jack is <laughs> procrastinating, and I don't think it's even public at this point. It's probably not. We're we're mostly on Twitter. That's Jack's main main uh, main energy right now. But follow us on that, and then we will see you next week. Let's go out there and win some money. Deuces.